International Soccer Preview. We are Soccer Files Canada. Welcome to Series 20, looking at the groups and teams of the 2023 African Cup played in Ivory Coast in January 2024. This episode is looking at Group C, Senegal, Cameroon, Guinea, and Gambia. Here we go. It's the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada, Series 20. I'm Kevin. And I'm Connor. And today we are looking at Group C for the African Cup 2023 tournament. This group includes Senegal, Cameroon, Guinea, and Gambia. Yeah, and we usually give some information about our past, present, and future media casts at this point. Uh, but if you want that, we'll direct you to the video on our YouTube homepage, uh, which covers that information. And the address is on the screen for YouTube uh, viewers. For listeners, um, uh, we recommend going to the YouTube page because it's, it's well organized on the playlists. And it is youtube.com slash at soccer files so we'll post that in the uh, show notes for you for now we'll just say that we are currently focused on the 2023 asian and african cups both played in january 2024 so we are producing this group and team series as well as a player series for each right and uh, we've uh, posted the uh, asian cup groups and uh, teams and uh, now we're doing the african one so let's get on with it yeah, so this series previews the groups and teams for the African Cup 2023, which somewhat confusingly takes place in January 2024, as I said. Uh, so we're changing our usual format here because we did a full series for the 2021 African Cup, which was played in January 2022. Yeah, there we did the usual overviews of uh, World and African Cups, as well as a look at their uh, local cup history a little bit. And that series featured a deep dive into the team's history in the African Cup finals. And it also examined the uh, recent history of the teams. Yeah, and we think it's too much to repeat that every two years. So in this series, we're only going to do that for the teams that were not involved in the 2021 African Cup. For those that were, we will provide links and even times in the show notes so that it can be easily reviewed. Yeah, so in this series, for teams that were covered in the 2021 African Cup, uh, we're going to give a summary of their history and also take a, a close look again at their recent history. That's right. So, yeah, why don't we look at the three sections uh, in this of this media cast uh, just in outline? Yeah, okay. So, uh, part one, we will introduce the teams or the countries in the group and give the location, population, nickname uh, of each one. For part two, we'll do an overview of each team's history and recent form. So, uh, as we mentioned, in the case of teams that did appear in the previous African Cup, this will be a summary with links in the show notes to the full version history done in 2021. And in the case of teams that were not covered in the previous tournament, we will give an overview of their world, regional and local history with a deeper dive into their history in the African Cup finals. Right, and actually in this group, all of them were involved in the 2021 African Cup, so it'll just be summaries here. Uh, part three, the last part, will be a comparison of the teams in terms of ranking, head-to-head -head record, and odds, uh, and we will end with a discussion of their prospects and our predictions. 
All right, why don't we jump into it? Okay, well, Connor, I, uh, I have ordered uh, a few international shirts, but I still don't have an African one, so I'm kind of vaguely wearing uh, colors on the uh, calf logo. What do you think? Not bad, the green, yellow, red, pan-African colors. Uh, yeah. actually represented in most of these flags, so you're doing pretty well. Okay, I, I like to feel well-dressed uh, for these things. Okay, well, let's begin uh, with part one then, a kind of an overview of the countries, and you are going to take us through Senegal. Yeah, so Senegal, their soccer nickname is the Lions of Taranga. Uh, Senegal's a mid-sized African country in terms of population with 17.7 million people, and it's also a small to mid-sized uh, country uh, geographically, uh, that's in West Africa, really on the edge of the Sahara. And Dakar, which is the capital of Senegal, is the most westerly point on the continent. I did not know that. Okay, West Africa, uh, down to Cameroon. Yes, Cameroon. Their nickname is the Indomitable Lions. Uh, Cameroon's uh, larger than Senegal with 28.6 million people. And it's a medium-sized country in kind of central West Africa. Uh, on the Gulf of Guinea, and uh, Cameroon borders six countries, but it shares its longest border uh, with Nigeria to the west. Right, okay, so actually quite far away from uh, from the other countries is Cameroon. Next one is Guinea, so going back up to uh, where we were in Senegal. Yeah, um, their nickname is the Sili Nationale, or the National Elephants. Their population is 14.2 million, and Guinea is another small to mid-sized country uh, in sub-Saharan West Africa. And it actually shares a border with Senegal um, on the north of the country. All right, and uh, staying in that area, we look at Gambia. Gambia, their nickname is the Scorpions. Really good nickname. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, their population is 2.7 million. So it's a small country and it's quite small in, in terms of size too. It's actually a very long, skinny country that follows uh, the outline of the Gambia River, which completely dis dissects it. And other than a small opening where the mouth of the river meets the Atlantic Ocean, it is completely surrounded by Senegal. So I know this meeting between Gambia and Senegal is, uh, is much anticipated, given that uh, yeah, probably 95% of Gambia's border is with Senegal. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so uh, three, uh countries right near each other there i'm sure there's some rivalry uh let's just kind of summarize then uh, in comparison by uh going over the populations again from we'll go from biggest to smallest so the largest by population is cameroon with 28.6 million um next is senegal with uh 17.7 .7 million um so a little smaller um not far behind is guinea with 14.2 million um, and then the smallest country, um, by some measure, is Gambia, with just 2.7 million people. All right. There we go. And uh, that brings us to the end of part one. And so we jump to uh, part two, uh, Senegal, and we uh, are just going to kind of summarize their history here. So Senegal, Senegal overall is a second-tier team but they really waver between a first-tier and third-tier team uh, in Africa. They've had three periods of strength, though only two of them are reflected in the World Cup. A good start in African Cup does not count, really, as it was too short. 
and it was better than the long week period uh, that followed. The early 90s saw three trips in a row beyond the group stage of the African Cup, but didn't reflect much in World Cup play. Four trips past the African group stage from 2000 to 2006 reflected only in their 2002 World Cup appearance, though both of these periods did see more competitive performances in World Cup play. Their quarterfinal finish in the 2002 World Cup was a glory beyond imagine, um, and it was reflected in their second place finish in the African Cup that same year. That is the stuff of a top tier team, but they have only uh, legitimized that in the current times, which is their third strong period and arguably the strongest with an African Cup title and uh, for the first time, two trips in a row to the World Cup, including a round of 16 finish in 2002. Uh, 2022, I think. That's right. Sorry, 2022, the most recent World Cup in Qatar. Right. Yeah. So they are currently in the midst of a uh, strong period, which we'll see because we're going to take a closer look now at their... Um, uh, oh, uh, we should actually talk a little bit about the uh, local cup here, Connor. And uh, actually, we uh, focused on this quite a bit uh, in the Asian region because the local cup seemed to play a bit of a bigger role there. I think for most of the African regions, the, um, the teams don't send their top players to the local cup. And a lot of them actually specifically limit it to players playing within Africa. Uh, three of the teams in this group, uh, Senegal, well, the teams in the same area, Senegal, uh, Guinea and Gambia, uh, are all part of a group called uh, WAFU, or the West African Football Union. And uh, they have had a tournament from 2002, uh, technically, because the 2002 tournament was abandoned. So really it goes from uh, its renewal in 2010 up until 2019. They had a tournament schedule for 2021, but that was postponed, and I haven't seen any... Uh, revival of it in 2023. So um, anyway, Senegal is one of the strongest teams in the West African Football Union. And uh, over the course of uh, six tournaments, they have won uh, one of them in 2019 and then finished second in uh, two of them in 2010 and 2013. There, So we're actually going to start the recent thing uh, just to kind of give you a taste of uh, WAFU uh, with that tournament in 2019, which was actually uh, hosted by Senegal. And uh, it's an unusual structure. Uh, maybe I should take us through this, Connor. Are you familiar with the, the plate trophy structure? No, I'll, I'll let you talk us through it. It's very odd. I've seen it in some uh, old World Cup qualifications or some old regional cup qualifications. But basically, it begins with uh, what I call the sorting round. And uh, the teams play each other. And if they win, they go to, a, um, they go to uh, the trophy round. And if they lose, they go to the plate round. And each one of those rounds uh, kind of is a tournament from the quarterfinals onwards. Yeah. So in 2019, uh, Senegal uh, beat Guinea-Bissau in the uh, sorting round. So they went to the to the trophy route, and Guinea-Bissau went to the plate route, which we'll see when we get to uh, Guinea and Gambia. 
And um, in the trophy quarterfinal, Senegal uh, beat Benin and then Mali. And then in the final, they beat probably uh, the strongest team in this Wafu region, which is Ghana. Uh, after tying 1-1, they beat them 3-1 on, on penalties. So that accounts for their first title uh, in the Wafu region. What do you think? Great. Yeah, an interesting uh, setup. Like you said, it, it shows more kind of local players, but um, obviously Senegal having success at the African Cup level to have success at the Wafu level too shows uh, kind of the strength of the country overall. Yeah, it generally goes that way that the uh, the countries that are strong uh, on the regional or world level are strong in their local area too. Okay, well, let's move on uh, with the recent history, and we'll look back at the last African Cup in 2021. Yeah, so um, Senegal qualified comfortably, um, finishing first in their qualifying group ahead of Guinea-Bissau, Congo, uh, and East Watini, uh, winning their first four games before kind of two draws cemented first place for them. All right. And then uh, in the tournament itself, um, they started with the win over Zimbabwe, followed by two goalless draws against Guinea and Malawi. But that those five points were enough to see them in first place uh, in the group. Uh, yeah, just, just enough there because they took a penalty uh, at 90 plus seven for their single goal against Zimbabwe. So they were pretty lucky there. Yeah, and uh, that was the only goal in their three matches in the group stage, for or against. So, uh, wow. <laughs> one goal, four, zero goals against. Yeah. Um, in the round of 16, they beat, uh, they kind of found their scoring boots, though. They beat Cape Verde 2 nothing, then Equatorial Guinea and Burkina Faso, both 3 1. Uh, before uh, the final with Egypt was nil nil again. Um, Senegal ultimately winning in penalties uh, 4-2. Yeah, and uh, that game against uh, Cape Verde was uh, uh, the refereeing was really terrible in that game, so it kind of dominated affairs, and uh, Cape Verde took a, a questionable red card at 21, so they got a bit lucky there too. Yeah. But it was uh, an exciting um, run to the final that, of course, featured Liverpool's Sadio Mane versus Egypt's uh, Mo Salah. Yeah. So it was highly anticipated, but Senegal uh, winning it, uh, becoming champions of Africa and going to this one as a defending champions. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Despite a bit of an unconvincing group stage and a bit of luck along the way, they were uh, a, a very strong-looking team there. And they haven't always been, but uh, uh, it's, um, yeah, it's a good showing for them. So they're carrying that into this cup. Uh, the next thing would be the 2021 Wafu Cup, the uh, local cup again. But as mentioned, that tournament, uh, though it was scheduled, uh, was not played. So uh, we uh, don't know what's going on with that tournament, whether it's still alive or not but the next thing is their 2022 world cup campaign yeah senegal were again impressive in qualifying uh winning their 14 group ahead of togo namibia and congo uh with five wins and a single draw um and that set them up with a, a do or die home and away um 
matchup with Egypt, the team they met in the uh, African Cup finals. Uh, both teams won the home game 1-0, so it came down to penalties once again, and Senegal were once again victorious, um, winning 3-1 on penalties to advance the World Cup. Uh, yeah, each team uh, missed their first two penalties, and um, uh, Mohamed Salah missed his, uh, his shot, actually. So uh, Senegal making it through there, so getting the best of Egypt twice in, in shootouts. How did they do in the tournament itself? Uh, they started with a 2-0 defeat to Netherlands before beating host Qatar 3-1, and that set up a critical matchup with Ecuador, uh, Senegal needing to win that game, but they did. They won 2-1 to finish second in the group and advance to the knockout round. Right. And uh, do you remember what we said when we did the podcast uh, for this group? In the oh. World Cup? What um, we predicted? I, I was more big on Qatar. I think I might have said Qatar got through, but obviously that wasn't the case. Yeah. Yeah, I think we were both hoping Qatar could get through and definitely gave them a better chance than they, they actually had. And uh, I can't remember if we considered Senegal and Ecuador uh, quite even, but I think that might be what we had said. Yeah. It proved, uh, you know, Qatar not doing well, but it proved a competitive group otherwise. Um, Senegal's second place finish in the group set up a match with England, um, and there they were less competitive. Um, that game finished 3 nothing, uh to the three Lions. Yeah, so uh, I would consider that a pretty successful tournament for Senegal. Yeah, I mean, finishing ahead of the host is always a difficult thing to do. And, you know, getting out of the group would have been their aim. And then kind of from there, it depends who you get and how it goes. England, of course, you know, in a good period. So, yeah, overall, I would say successful. Yeah, yeah, great. Okay, and now we move on to the last thing. It's qualifying for this cup, uh, this African Cup. And uh, let's take a look at how they got here. Yeah, Senegal were strong once again, winning their first four games out of the gate before tying their next two to finish first in the group ahead of uh, Mozambique, Benin, and Rwanda. Um, so they finished first the group, and Africa's pretty simple. It's a four-team group and top two advance, and Senegal were in that, and that's why they're here. Yeah, and even those ties at the end with Benin and uh, Rwanda, they were already uh, guaranteed first place uh by that point so i maybe fielded a b team uh or something like that but it, it it looks like a weak finish but it's actually more of a sign of their strength i would argue yeah okay well we uh um we're contemplating doing a section on their players but uh, we've decided to put that off because we will be doing a, a players podcast for these teams and we also might be doing an update if there's kind of enough information uh, uh enough new information uh, shortly before the tournament so uh, if we were to do an update, we, we would include a little section on players there. Here we'll just keep focusing on the team. So we move on to uh, uh, Cameroon and begin with their uh, World Cup overview. Yeah, we'll just... Oh, uh, sorry. No, this is the uh, the summary the summary of Cameroon because we did the World Cup overview two years ago. That's right. Uh, if we describe uh, Cameroon's African Cup success in slow rolling waves... We have to say they did not uh, match well with their World Cup record. 
reaching the African Cup twice in the early 1970s was during a period where they were only mildly competitive in World Cup competition, but did not make it past the initial stages. Their first World Cup qualification in 1982 came before the high wave of the mid-80s where they won two African Cup titles, but did not reach the World Cup. Uh, and their best performance of reaching the 1990 World Cup quarterfinals was actually a lull in their African Cup period. Their back-to-back -back African Cup titles in 2000 and 2002 came during a period where they were qualifying for the World Cup but not passing the group stage. A low of not reaching the World Cup in 2006 was followed by their best African Cup during the period, second place in 2008. African Cup uh, from 2012 to 2015 did not affect uh, their consistent World Cup qualification. And finally, their surprise African Cup title in 2017 compared with the non-qualification for the World Cup in 2018, which is only actually their second non-appearance at the World Cup since 1990. Yeah, so very, that is uh, very uh, interesting. Quite, it really is. I mean, when they're doing well in World Cup, they're not doing well in African Cup and uh, vice versa. So I wonder uh, where would that leave them for this cup? Yeah, I mean, I guess they got they got to the World Cup, though, though didn't advance. So maybe a bit ambiguous, but I, it's really interesting. You think some teams go for golden generations where they have big periods of success over a short amount of time. And for Cameroon, the, the difference between their, their play in, in World Cup and African Cup is just striking for the uh, inconsistency between the two of them. Yeah, it really is. It's uncanny, really. Uh, okay, well, let's go to uh, a look at their local cup, and um, uh, I'll talk about this one, but not in too much detail. Uh, basically, they're in a Central African group uh, called UNICAF. Uh, it's actually a French, uh, a French acronym, so there's no no point in saying uh, uh, more than that it's a Central African group and uh, they've had a tournament actually for a long time um, on the screen for YouTube watchers you'll see I've done it from 1984 where they had a tournament every year called the UDAC tournament uh, there were actually a couple of tournaments before that that kind of started and failed. So this one was a bit more successful uh, than the others. And that went uh, every year from 1984 to 1990. And then uh, it changed into the CMAC tournament, which ran from 2003 to 2014. And uh, since then, they haven't had any... Um, uh, any tournament, any local tournament. So again, the local uh, scene, um, a bit less important in Africa than it was in Asia. Uh, they did uh, well. They won um, four of the seven UDAC tournaments between 1984 and 1990, uh, but actually only uh, three of, uh, let me see how many, one, two, three, five, ten, three of ten uh, CMAC tournaments. So again, it's kind of obvious that they're not sending their uh, best teams to, to this tournament. Uh, any comments on that before we move on, Connor? No, it's a bit too bad they haven't played in, in almost a decade. Um, you know, this tournament, it just kind of keeps, to kind of just for continuity and keep track of how t different teams are doing. But um, I guess it is what it is. 
Yeah, it's a bit actually more useful for uh, some of the weaker teams, but for teams like uh, Senegal, they're sending kind of completely different set of players uh, to these tournaments. So it doesn't really inform on the team that much. Uh, let's move on to Cameroon's recent history, beginning with the 2021 uh, African Cup and see how they did there. So despite hosting the tournament, Cameroon still went through qualification. Uh, they finished first um, in the in the group, but were actually bested uh, by Cape Verde, uh, Cape Verde beating them and tying them. Um, but Cameroon finished a point ahead and both teams qualified for the tournament. Um, and then at the tournament itself, uh, Cameroon picked up seven points in the group stage with wins over Burkina Faso and Ethiopia and a draw with Cape Verde, who they met again. Uh, in the round of 16, they squeaked past uh, the surprising Comoros 2-1, uh, then beat uh, another upstart Gambia in the quarterfinal um, before losing in penalties to Egypt in the semifinal match. Uh, in the third place match, uh, they had a, a thrilling 3-3 draw with Burkina Faso and then ended up winning in penalties. So they uh, picked up the bronze medal at home. Yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe a bit disappointing as hosts. They probably would have wanted to uh, reach the final. But some funny details there. The uh, You mentioned the poor Comoros team. Uh, they were ravaged with COVID, actually, uh, for that game against Cameroon. So they had to put a defender uh, in that to play the whole game. Can you imagine? No, and, and not only that, they got a red card seven minutes into the game as oh well. Yeah, it seemed like everybody felt bad about that. Like, even Cameroon, we were all like, oh, that's that's sad. Yeah, and it only finished 2-1. Um, it made the home fans nervous despite all the advantages Cameroon had. It was a very entertaining game, I must say. It was, it was. And the keeper did make actually a couple of good saves, even if they were a bit clumsy. So I think even the Cameroon fans were, were pulling for the guy. Yeah. And then we'll just say in the Burkina Faso match, uh, Cameroon was actually down 3 um, nothing in that match before coming back. And actually, they they scored um, goals at 85 and 87 to send it to penalties, where they ultimately won. So that was another thrilling game. A, a good yeah. way to end, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of feels like a bit of a win if you're coming back from 3 nothing down to uh, win the game. For sure. Super. Okay, let's uh, move on to the World Cup 2022 to see how they did. Yeah, um, Cameroon um, were in kind of a, a highly anticipated group with Ivory Coast. Um, only one of those teams was going to advance from the group. Um, so a very tight group by the look of it. Um, and so it proved uh, Cameroon and uh, Ivory Coast swapped home wins. Um, but then Ivory Coast had a draw with Mozambique that ultimately cost them, Malawi, the other team. So Cameroon finished first two points ahead of Ivory Coast, um, and that set them up uh, with a uh, home and away playoff against Algeria. Uh -huh. um, both teams won one nothing on the road, kind of unusual for Africa, um, but Cameroon scored a golden goal, or not a golden goal, I suppose, but an extra-time winner, um, past the 90th minute mark uh, in Algeria to uh, to uh, um, win and go to the World Cup. 
Yeah, well, just on that, uh, it was actually uh, um, uh, 2-1 in extra time. So um, it went to extra time. And uh, after having a goal disallowed on a VAR ruling, uh, Algeria seemed to actually earn the... Uh, earned the berth on a goal at uh, 118 minutes, so two minutes before the end of extra time there, only to have Cameroon score late into extra time and uh, seize the advancing spot on the away goals rule. Wow. What drama. I mean, Algeria think they scored 118 and they think they've booked their place to Qatar, only to lose it from there. It's just incredible. It is. It's, it's, uh, that, that is so dramatic. Wow. Uh, okay, but it was Cameroon going through to the World Cup, so how did they do there? Uh, they lost their first match to uh, Switzerland and then tied Serbia 3-3 in kind of one of the underrated games of the World Cup. Um, and although they were eliminated by this point, in their last match with Brazil, who had qualified uh, for the next round, uh, Cameroon beat them 1-0, scoring um, a goal in stoppage time in, second, in the second half. Uh, so Cameroon beat Brazil, but it wasn't enough to get out of the group stage, unfortunately. Uh, they finished third on four points, but um, a glorious way to end a World Cup, I suppose. Yeah, I think actually they weren't out of it by the end of the second game, but they would have needed uh, Switzerland basically to lose their game. And right. uh, Switzerland won their game. But it was kind of funny... Uh, uh, the guy who scored the goal took off his shirt in celebration of a, a late goal, an extra time goal against Brazil, even though it was Brazil's B team because they were already through. And uh, he got a yellow card for it, but it was his second yellow card. So basically got a red card for scoring against Brazil. Yeah, that was Vincent Abubakar as well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So uh, always entertaining uh, Cameroon. There and the last thing we look at here. Uh, well, again, there's no local cup for us to do because the last local cup uh, for Cameroon was in 2014. So uh, we can't even look at kind of that group of Central African countries. We got to move on to the uh, 2023 African Cup qualifying. So how did they uh, reach this tournament? Well, their four-team group was reduced to three after Kenya uh, were disqualified from the group leaving just Cameroon, Namibia, and Burundi. Um, and Cameroon uh, finished first in the group, but labored a little bit. They were actually bested by Namibia um, and then winning the other two against Burundi. So they got through, but um, probably not all that impressively, you must say. Yeah, yeah, they really uh, kind of maybe took it too easy there. Kenya, the team that was disqualified, was was the pot two team and a, and a fairly weak pot two team at that so uh cameroon were just left with the pot three and four team uh it should have been an easier ride than it was but good for namibia there yeah uh who also made it through to the cup uh, actually so once again we won't look at their players um but maybe we will do in an update podcast and definitely will do in the player podcast so we move on to team three guinea and uh, again, they were part of the 2021 African Cup uh, that we covered two years ago. And so we're just going to do the same kind of summary of uh, their uh, World and, Afri and African Cups, yeah. 
So Guinea is a second-tier team, uh, underperforming in World Cup play and, and arguably overperforming in African Cup play. Um, as a second-tier team, they should sometimes be challenging in the final round or even reaching the, the World Cup at some point in their history. However, they've never come close except once in 1998. Uh, in the Asian Cup, a second-tier team uh, usually reaches the Cup and sometimes passes the group stage, so Guinea not able to do that. Um, Guinea have reached more than half of the African Cup since 2004 and have overperformed by usually passing the group stage. They have missed only three cups since 2004, an improvement over their pre-millennium record of reaching only the odd cup. However, their second place finish in 1976 remains by far their best result, as the quarterfinal has proven their limit in recent times. Yeah, so uh, what do you make of that? A bit kind of... Um... You know, passing the group stage in the African Cup, uh, what, about half the times since uh, since the turn of the century, uh, but not competitive at all in the in the, in the the World Cup qualifications. Yeah, kind of like we saw with um, Cameroon, a bit of a strange dichotomy there. Um, I, like you said, I think second-tier team suits them because they are very competitive at the African Cup level and have kind of established themselves as, you know, regulars more or less. Um, so I think for them, it's just the logical next step is trying to get to the World Cup, which, you know, they have a shot at doing, especially as uh, Africa's uh, spots are going to increase in number with the expanded World Cup going forward. So I think the World Cup has to be their aim now. Uh, yeah, well, you know, the World Cup is expanding to 48 teams, which uh, uh, might give uh, second-tier teams like uh, Guinea a look in. I mean, until... Now it's just been five teams, so it's always been the top team, with the odd weird exceptions of like Angola and Togo. Um, but uh, in terms of being competitive to reach it, I think the second-tier teams, uh, we might start seeing some teams like Guinea getting there. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, let's take a look at their uh, local cup, and we can do this quickly because it's the same one as uh, Senegal, the Wafu Cup. So... Um, basically just um, six editions between 2010 and 2019. And uh, we'll take a look at the 2019 one in, in their recent performances. That was their best performance. Uh, in fact, they only entered three of the six uh, uh, cups there and generally were knocked out early, but did a bit better in 2019. And actually, we'll go straight to that because that's the first recent tournament uh, we will look at. Yeah, so Guinea lost their, their opening match, which was the sorting round. Um, they lost to Benin, so that sent them to the kind of the second-tier plate tournament. Um, but there they did well and actually won it, uh, beating Guinea-Bissau, Liberia, and Cape Verde uh, in the finals, uh, winning the final 4-3 on penalties. Yeah, so as you can see with that structure, uh, uh, it's uh, the first game is is very important. But I wonder, uh, Guinea probably got more uh, glory out of losing that first game than they would have had they gone to the trophy round. Yeah. Okay, next we look at the African Cup in 2021 and uh, uh, Guinea's um, progress towards it. Yeah, so um, in terms of qualifying, they won all three games at home over Namibia, Chad, and Mali, but actually failed to win a game on, on the road. Uh, however, they did finish second place, uh, two points behind group winners Mali and two points ahead 
um, of third place Namibia and that second place finish was enough to qualify for the tournament. Yeah, they did well to uh, best Mali there. Mali is generally a stronger team than uh, uh, than Guinea, so uh, it was the road record that kind of undid them there. Yeah. Um, once at the tournament, they beat Malawi in their opener, uh, tied Senegal, who they'll meet for a second straight tournament here, and then actually lost to uh, last place Zimbabwe when they could have topped the group. But as it was, they finished second. Yeah, so that looks like a pretty uh, disappointing uh, finish for Guinea, losing to Zimbabwe after uh, tying uh, Senegal. But actually, they came through fairly well because they got a pretty gentle uh, round of 16 pairing there. Yeah, they did in meeting Gambia, the, the first-timers, and Guinea would have been favourites, so really disappointing for them to uh, to lose that match in the manner they did, 1-0. Yeah, definitely. If they had won the group... Uh, they would have had Comoros. I don't think that's necessarily that much easier. Uh, okay, let's uh, move on. Now, we would be doing a, uh, a look at the WAFU uh, 2021 uh, Cup here. However, that uh, tournament wasn't played, so that tournament is kind of up in the air. Uh, so we move on to the 2022 World Cup campaign for Guinea. Yeah, um, their campaign... Um was a bit strange actually they um it was interrupted by a coup uh in their country um but on top of that they actually tied four games they tied both home and away against sudan and guinea bissau and then lost both their games by three goal margins to morocco so uh they only collected four points and actually finished third out of four um in the group stage so they didn't advance to the playoff round yeah, a pretty disappointing uh, uh, campaign there, even though Morocco kind of had it all the way. But uh, yeah, third behind Guinea-Bissau is, uh, is definitely disappointing. Okay, now the last one is uh, how they reached this cup, so their 2023 African Cup qualifying campaign. Yeah, so Guinea um, finished with uh, three wins and a draw in their four games against Malawi and Ethiopia, so teams they, sh they should be doing well against, and then lost uh, both to Egypt, home and away. So kind of like World Cup qualifying, they, they proved kind of not quite competitive with really top-tier teams in Africa. Uh, however, their 10 points was uh, saw them comfortably finish second out of four in the group uh, behind Egypt and qualify for this tournament. Yeah, a little drama there in uh, three of the six games kind of uh, decided on late goals. Uh, the first one was uh, Egypt scoring a late goal at home there to beat them. But in two cases, they were the ones to get the late goals. So um, came, came out in second as a result. Okay, let us uh, again skip the players and move on to uh, Gambia. Another uh, interesting one for you here, Connor. Yeah. In terms of strength, Gambia is really a fourth-tier team for most of their history, even in recent times. However, they have had a few kind of third-tier campaigns and have sometimes surprised with stronger campaigns yet. Fourth-tier teams are generally knocked out in preliminary rounds, and that is the case for most of their World Cup history, even in recent campaigns. And it's also true for much of their African Cup history. However, from 2004, they have been a bit more competitive in their campaigns, uh, something only true of their 2010 and 2014 World Cup runs. 
in these kind of third-tier performances, they are competitive at the game level, sometimes even with strong teams in Gambia's case, but they do not pass the round, often finishing near the bottom. In the 2010 World Cup campaign, they were competitive with top-tier teams Algeria and Senegal, the three finishing just one point apart at the top of the table, but only Algeria advanced. In 2021, they not only qualified for the African Cup uh, for the first time, uh, but passed the round of 16 uh, to reach the quarterfinals. That seemed another flash in the pan when they were knocked out in the preliminary round of the 2022 World Cup, but another solid performance saw them reach the 2023 African Cup. Yeah, so hard to know what to make of this team. Um, um, you know, we kind of maybe glossed over it a bit uh, in that 2010 World Cup campaign, and even on the graphic, uh, it doesn't stand out. But the fact is, uh, the group finished Algeria, uh, I think, 10 points, Gambia, 9 points, and Senegal, 9 points. <laughs> like That is amazing for a team that's really uh, knocked out in the preliminary round most of the time. Yeah, it really is. And you're right, it's a bit hard to place. I mean, they, they seem to have a strong generation now. Reaching two African Cups is, is a great achievement for them. Um, whether this will amount to anything in the kind of the, the short to medium term, I guess it, it yet remains to be seen. But certainly an achievement qualifying for two Cups in a row, their first two in their history. I mean, that is a, that is a good achievement, uh, partly a result of the tournament expanding. But, you know, they are... A fourth tier team but in between those two qualifications they got knocked out in the preliminary round as we'll see so uh really hard to put a finger on gambia uh let's begin that uh with the uh, uh local cup overview again they are part of uh, wafa and um they actually didn't enter or, or withdrew from the first uh uh three tournaments since 2010 and uh, basically um got knocked out early in 2017 and we'll take a closer look at their most successful campaign uh in 2019 in fact that's the the next thing we're going to look at so do you want to take us through that yeah so they lost their uh opener in the sorting round to ghana a very strong team obviously so they moved on to the plate round and there they overcame mauritania um in penalties after a nil nil draw and then in the semi-final, they lost narrowly to Cape Verde. So um, semi-final finish in the plate round. Um, not a long history in this tournament, but uh, but a decent performance. Yeah, yeah. Again, for, for a team that uh, is often a fourth-tier team, it's a reasonably good performance, especially losing just one nothing to Ghana there uh, in the sorting round. So they weren't overwhelmed. Okay, but let's take a look at their African Cup in 2021, and we see this is uh, uh, one of their better performances for sure. Well, remarkably, uh, Gambia were one of the eight weak, weakest teams uh, in the African region, out of about 54 teams, I believe. Um, so they had to undergo a preliminary round, and they just squeezed past Djibouti only on a penalty shootout. So it was hardly a, a harbinger of things to come. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in the, uh, the 14 group stage, they started with an away win over Angola um, and then uh, tied Congo DR, a strong team. Uh, they lost to Gabon, but then crucially, they won their next two games at home to Gabon and Angola. And uh, they actually finished first place in an extremely tight group 
It was Gambia 10 points, Gabon 10 points, and Congo DR 9. Uh, but Gambia, uh, again, after that inauspicious start with Djibouti, uh, topped the group and qualified for their first African Cup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, that... that uh, um competitiveness with Djibouti really is more in character for them than uh, finishing on top of the group the way they did here. Uh, uh, Congo DR was the pot one team there, but finished third, so they're an interesting story too. Yeah. Anyway, Gambia did get through to the African Cup for the first time, so how did they do once there? Um, again, they're, they're kind of exceeding expectations continued. They opened with a win over Mauritania, then tied Mali before beating Tunisia um, to finish tied for first uh, in the group, actually second, uh, just behind Mali on goal difference. Uh, so they not only uh, qualified for their first African Cup, but advanced out of the group stage. And there they beat Guinea, um, who, we, uh, who we talked about earlier, uh, before losing to Cameroon in the quarterfinal. So they're grouped with both those two teams again. But a quarterfinal finish uh, in their debut, very impressive. <laughs> really beyond expectation there. They're, they're, they're a funny team. You know, The uh, going back to the group stage, they actually um, uh, equalized against Mali uh, right at the end of the game. Um, but uh, their goal against Tunisia was hilarious because uh, I was I was just baffled when watching it. But uh, the referee kind of gave a red card to a Tunisian player, but there was some confusion about it because the Tunisian player didn't go off. It wasn't a protest or anything. It was uh, confusion, I think. I can't remember exactly. He thought he got a yellow or something. But in the confusion, uh, Gambia played on and scored a late winner. Yeah, I remember it being bizarre. It was. It was bizarre, and I've I've looked at it a couple of times. I still don't really get what happened uh, uh, with that one. But um, anyway, uh, Gambia uh, surprising once again, and yeah. again no uh, Wafa Cup in twenty twenty one. So uh, we move on to the World Cup. Uh, after that tremendous success, how did they do in World Cup play? Um, they were among the bottom 28 teams that had to play in basically a preliminary knockout round. And Gambia lost both matches, the home and the away match, to Angola. So uh, kind of reverting back to their historical mean, they didn't even qualify for the group stage. Yeah, and actually having beaten Angola home and away in the 2021 African Cup qualifying, uh, they lose both legs here. So... Uh, yeah, really hard to characterize uh, which which Gambia is going to come out, the strong form or the weak form. Uh, well, obviously, they're at the African Cup here, so it was more the, the strong form that came out in qualifying here. But uh, uh, take us through how they got here. Yeah, once again, though, it had to start um, in a qualifying round. They were among the 12 weakest teams in the region that had to play in the preliminary which might seem a bit harsh considering they were in the top, they reached the quarterfinals of the last African Cup. But nevertheless, they were in the preliminary round um, and they won 3-2 on aggregate over Chad. Yeah, um, that uh, that too was just squeezing by because uh, if you look at it, um, Chad was up 2-1 in Gambia. And so if, if it had ended that way, Chad would have gone through on away goals. 
But once again, Gambia get a late goal. They uh, they snatch an equaliser on a penalty at ninety plus two and just squeeze through the uh, uh, the preliminary round again. Yeah, unbelievable um, that they just survived and then um, you know qualified impressively. They were yeah. um, undefeated at home. Um, they actually won home and away over South Sudan. Um, but then um, also picked up a win over Mali and um, and got a point over against Congo as well. So they finished with 10 points, uh, five behind Mali, who were group winners, but three ahead of the Congo, and then South Sudan finished last. So um, despite being bested by Congo, um, their consistency and that crucial home win over Mali um, saw them through in second place. Uh, and that's another feature of Gambia uh, all through their history, but we can see it in this recent history too, that, uh, you know, when they do kind of take points, it doesn't matter who it's against. Like they will, they, they take points off the top teams as readily as they lose points to the, to the weak teams. Of course, it doesn't happen that often, but uh, uh, they have they have an incredible uh, kind of list of teams that they've taken points off, which I guess we'll see a bit when we get to the head to head. And uh, well, actually, we are getting towards the head to head because we uh, finished now the history of all four teams. So we're moving on to part three. Uh, before we look at the head to head, though, we look at the pots uh, uh, that they came from and where within that pot uh, they were. Yeah, so the pot uh, one team is Senegal. They're actually the second highest ranked team in Africa uh, going into this tournament, just behind Morocco. But Senegal are 20th in the world, uh, so quite a strong pot one team. Uh, Cameroon are the second ranked team in pot two. They're 41st in the world. Um, Guinea are third from pot three. Um, and then uh, Gambia actually come in as the uh, second lowest ranked team in the tournament um so overall kind of teams coming from um the top or or middle of the pots with the exception of gambia who again are, are ranked low but should not be underestimated yeah exactly and uh, honestly i don't think senegalese would like to hear this but at almost any other point in history it would probably be cameroon in pot one and uh senegal in pot two um so, you know, an interesting feature there, too. Yeah, we kind of look at this to gauge the relative strength of the group, but I think another way of looking at it is that all four of these teams were in the African Cup last year, but not only that, all four advanced out of the group stage. Yeah. Um, so from that point of view, it, it's quite a strong team when you look at what happened just two years ago in the most yeah. African Cup. Yeah, that's a very good point. I don't think we're going to see any other groups where all teams made it out of the uh, uh, group stage. So, yeah, yeah well put. Uh, yeah, so that's my sense, too, that it is a fairly strong group. Uh, let's look at the uh, uh, FIFA and the uh, ELO rankings. Yeah, so Senegal are 20th in FIFA and 34th in ELO. Um, Senegal, of course, rising a little bit after... Um, you know, their, their successes of the African Cup and World Cup qualification. So they've been actually around 20th or higher for the past several years um, in FIFA and within the 30s, you know, basically in, in ELO. So they've been fairly consistent recently 
and that was a rise from where they had come come from kind of being in the the 40s or or even below that right Absolutely. yeah and 20th in the world is uh, is pretty impressive and i think it's justified their last two african cups they've looked pretty pretty strong uh, in those uh, they kind of showed it in the world cup but i kind of wish they would have showed it a bit more you know Sa- uh, sadio mane was injured for the world cup so that was a blow to them yeah massive um, Cameroon are 41st in FIFA and 51st in ELO. Um, they actually come in as a seventh ranked team in, uh, in, in the African Cup. So they're, you know, pretty strong, uh, made it to third place last time. Um, they've dipped a little bit since the high of the, the Qatar World Cup when they were 33rd in FIFA and 47th in, in ELO. Um, but they're a little bit higher than probably their historical average, which is kind of in the, the 50s range over the last several years. Yeah, well, we saw in their history that they really kind of, uh, you know, when they're up in the World Cup, they're down in the African Cup and uh, and vice versa. So it, it's kind of hard to maintain a high average. Uh, missed three African Cups in a row there in the in the mid two thousand and tens. So um, uh, yeah, I, I think it's hard for them to kind of um, uh, build their build their ranking. Uh, when they're kind of inconsistent that way. Yeah. The pot three team Guinea, they're 81st in FIFA and 98th uh, in ELO. Um, They've kind of been just above 100 in ELO and kind of around the 70 to 80 mark in FIFA for the last couple of years, uh, sometimes above 60s. Um, And yeah, with kind of consistency in African Cups and, and not great showings in the World Cup, they've remained, you know, relatively steady though perhaps actually a little bit of a, a drop um you know in in recent years yeah over time i mean 10 years ago they were around the area where uh, cameroon is now so i uh, would have been more competitive with them so uh, obviously they would kind of like to get back to that level but haven't been there in quite a while uh, Gambia, meanwhile, are 118th in FIFA, but 93rd in ELO. So interestingly, they're actually ahead of uh, of um, Guinea in the ELO rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the ELO is probably a little bit more generous, and maybe rightly so, given their achievements in the last African Cup. Uh, but in any case, it's a remarkable rise from Gambia. Again, they're a fourth-tier team historically, so they've been in the you know 160s, 170s in FIFA, 140s in in elo so by any stretch it's a it's a sharp rise of about 50 places in both systems in in recent years yeah it's a really a remarkable uh, uh rise on the strength really just of the uh of the two african cups there so the big question for gambia of course is uh you know um which version of them is going to come out which i suppose we'll get to uh in our discussion but uh, for the time being, let's take a look at the head-to-head records. We begin with, uh, well, you take us through that and I'll add any uh, details that are relevant. Yeah, so Senegal has a winning but competitive record against Guinea. Six wins, four draws and four losses for Senegal. Yeah, they've only met once recently. That was, uh, as we saw in the 2021 African Cup group stage, and there they tied. So uh, that uh, bodes uh, further competitiveness here, perhaps. Yeah, next we have Senegal-Gambia, these two very close neighbours. Senegal's won one match. They've tied three, 
and uh, Gambia has uh, hasn't won, but um, you know, kind of true to form, they can get points against good teams. Yeah, that that really illustrates uh, what I say. Not that uh, Senegal is always as strong a team as they are now, but the most recent uh, meeting was in 2010 World Cup qualifying, and they tied both uh, both legs there. So. Uh, that also uh, maybe promises a bit of competitiveness here too. Yeah, next is Cameroon versus Senegal, um, kind of the two biggest teams in the group. And here it's close, Cameroon with three wins, one draw, and Senegal with two wins. Yeah, so historically Cameroon is uh, probably a stronger team than uh, Senegal, but very competitive here too. They met in the 2002 African Cup final and went to penalties where Cameroon won. And in the 2017 African Cup quarterfinal, again going to penalties and uh, again Cameroon winning there. Yeah, so close encounters though. Mm-hmm. Um, Cameroon versus Guinea. Cameroon has won four. They have three draws, and there's just one win for Guinea. Uh, yeah, and their most recent meeting was in 2015, and they tied that game, so we're getting uh, competitiveness uh, all around here, although Cameroon has a, a, a pretty strong record over Guinea on the whole. Yeah, against Gambia, uh, Cameroon has three wins from three matches, so strong there. Uh, yeah, and they've actually, uh, all three of those games are fairly recent. Two of them in 2017 African Cup qualifying and the other in the 2021 African Cup quarterfinal, uh, as we saw Cameroon uh, winning them all. And then finally, Guinea has a winning record over Gambia, record of four wins, two draws and one defeat. Yeah, so again, we see Guinea kind of uh, not looking as strong nowadays as their historical record is. And that uh, that single defeat they suffered was, as we saw in the 2021 African Cup round of 16. So that was uh, actually the first time that Gambia got the better of Guinea. Yeah, so some uh, interesting results recently among all four teams, some recent ties and also some very recent meetings, including in the last uh, African Cup. Yeah, that's right. So it gives us a lot to go on. Um, uh, uh, now, at this point, we do uh, try to find odds, not not that we encourage gambling, uh, but it's interesting to see uh, what those guys, uh, odds makers, think about it. However, we haven't been able to find uh, odds for uh, kind of group winners on the whole, so we'll kind of have to uh, create our own odds, Connor. Yeah, well, we'll do that through our discussion. Let's uh, begin with that, and uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to begin with uh, Senegal uh, are in a good period right now. They're not always as strong uh, as they are right now. Do you think they will hold through this tournament or kind of return to the mean a little bit? I do think they'll, they'll hold through this tournament. I think they'll have some good confidence as defending champions and doing reasonably well in the World Cup, even without Sadio Mane. They've got very strong players, um, you know, playing in top leagues. Um, and the other thing with Senegal, um, you know, they did get off to a slightly weaker start, um, as we saw in the last African Cup. Uh, not all that convincing in the group stage, but then they grew into the tournament. So I think Senegal will be strong. I definitely think they'll get out, but it's possible we may see them grow into the tournament again, which could open them up to uh, points being dropped at the group stage. 
Uh, it's a good point. I think if they if they start this tournament uh, the same way, they could uh, suffer by it uh, a little bit more than they did in the last African Cup. We we said this is a pretty tough group, and um, uh, yeah, I guess that that should be a bit of a concern for them. Uh, yeah. yeah, my own thinking on Senegal is uh, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'll have to do kind of the player podcast. I mean, uh, Sadio Mane uh, moved to Bayern Munich, but then didn't do well there, right? Yeah, and he's now in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and so I'm wondering about a couple of the other big names on this team. I've kind of lost track of the uh, defender Koulibaly. Do you know where he got to? He, I think he's in Saudi Arabia as well. Oh, Okay. Uh, yeah, so I mean, some of their big players uh, may be aging out a bit. As you say, they have a very strong squad and uh, they managed without Sadio Mane uh, well enough in the World Cup. So they seem to have the supporting cast uh, to keep up the strength. But um, I am a bit concerned uh, in that Cameroon historically is a stronger team. So if Senegal kind of doesn't keep up that form and uh, Cameroon kind of rediscovers better form, uh, it could add up to a bit of a challenge here. But as you say, I mean, it's very unlikely that they wouldn't pass the group stage. Yeah, I mean, with Cameroon, you have, you know, with Senegal, two teams that made it to the last four of the African Cup, actually finished in the top three, and two teams that were among the five to reach the last World Cup. So it's going to be very interesting. Cameroon are a good team. Um, I think that Cameroon versus Senegal is going to be one of the kind of the games of the first round or has a, the potential to be. Um, and, you know, Cameroon, you know, strong team that they typically come in as a group one seed, as you as you alluded to. So they're often favorites to win the group. So um, I think it could be quite competitive. I'd probably favor Senegal, but I think Cameroon are, are strong and, and capable of winning the group. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I'd have to give the nod to Cameroon. Uh, at this point. Another thing is that uh, even though they did both pass the group stage in the World Cup, uh, Senegal was a bit more convincingly so uh, than Cameroon. Yeah, I guess Cameroon actually didn't pass the group stage, but they did have that famous win over Brazil. Oh, yes, right. I had that in mind and I thought that got them through, but right. Uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, uh, Senegal kind of edging on, on every point now, except for the uh, longer history. Uh, and we'll see how that how that plays out. Uh, do you give any chance for Guinea or Gambia to uh, challenge those two? Uh, definitely, I, I think that both teams are are capable. Um, I see Gambia as, uh, you know, unpredictable in a sense. You know, you know they could lose the game four nothing, or they could win one nothing on a late goal. Like neither kind of surprises me. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and, and Guinea are, you know, we kind of talked about them as a second-tier team, you know, a team that often gets out of the group stage. So, yeah, I, I see um, I see it possible that Gambia or Guinea kind of takes points or even beats anyone in this group. I think they're capable of it on their day. Yeah, I think especially taking points uh, uh, may be the key. Uh, I mean, I think Gambia could actually take points in the form of beating the team. You never know what they're going to do. Uh, but it seems like they'll at least play a spoiler role because they're they're a bit difficult to manage. Um, and Guinea, um, 
to me was a bit of a stronger team in the past. So a bit like Cameroon, if they rediscover a bit of their form, they could uh, uh, challenge uh, beyond their pot three uh, level here. So I, I also give both of them a chance. There's always room for them to pass in third place, which I believe uh, Guinea did last time. Uh, no, they finished in second. Uh, um, anyway, there is room for a third-place team. Uh, a third-place team would be uh, uh, one of the teams in, in a competitive group. Uh, is that right? Typically, yeah. Typically, you know, a group where one team dominates and one team falls completely flat, you may not always see it. But a competitive group with, with everyone takes points off each other. I mean, last time Senegal's group saw points go 5-4-4-3 and three teams advance. So a right. situation like that would definitely see a third-place team advance um, again. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of think anything could happen in this group. Uh, Senegal could dominate uh, and and leave the others behind. But there's enough evidence to suggest uh, uh, a bit of competitiveness here. Yeah. How do you see um, uh, Gambia and Guinea in terms of relative strength? Uh, Gambia uh, higher? I gotta say, I mean, Gambia is is for the most part a fourth tier team. So we saw them get knocked out in the preliminary round in the 2018 and 2022 Cups. It, I'm not saying that they're they're kind of lucky to be here, but uh, I mean they're lucky to be here because they almost got knocked out by Chad in the preliminary round of this competition too. Um, you know, so I do think they can be troublesome, but I think on the whole. They're a fairly weak team and, and um, you know, really played above their level in 2021. But I'm not convinced that they can really uh, do that again. So I consider Guinea quite a bit stronger. I see Guinea um, uh, possibly passing through uh, in third place or even challenging Cameroon because they're a bit inconsistent. Uh, but I don't see Gambia really doing that. How about you? I, I certainly give Gambia the um the surprise factor i think yeah. they they could be competitive and i wouldn't be surprised to see them win one out of these three games and if they do who knows where that could take them so um you know i gambia is a little bit harder to predict i don't think guinea are you know at the level of senegal or cameroon and that may show but um yeah. i almost favor gambia for a shock result oh guinea. really well i mean they did beat guinea in the round of 16. Uh, last time so you can't discount that yeah all right well put your money where your mouth is are you telling me that you're picking uh gambia in third perhaps even to go through in third come on lay it out connor i'm gonna say senegal first cameroon second gambia third and guinea fourth wow um, gambia also has a cardiff city player in ebu adam so maybe that biases me somewhat <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I would like to see Gambia's good run, um, continue. I, I think they, they'll be competitive. I think this will be a very competitive group. I'm very excited for this group. Lots of good teams, um, lots of teams looking to build on the last African cup. Um, but that's the, the order as I predict it. All right. Well, that's bold indeed. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, despite all our discussion, uh, according to part over uh, part order, although I do think it will be uh, competitive here, but I'm going uh, Senegal, Cameroon, Guinea, and Gambia. 
and I think there is room for uh, surprises here. Uh, you know, the surprise you're calling is, is Gambia uh, challenging, but I think a surprise could happen at any level. Cameroon finishing first over um, over Senegal or Guinea over over Cameroon, but I think the uh, standard order is uh, is what I would go with. We might be eating our words, though. We should really be making a, a little pool, uh, a points pool to see how we did <laughs> in yeah, our predictions. True. I do agree, though, that this, I wouldn't, I think this group will be competitive um, at every level, you know, and I yeah. think all six games will probably be competitive, too. I yeah, me too. At least. Yeah, I think it'll be a really interesting group. Uh, um, uh, uh, and I wouldn't really be shocked by by any uh, outcome. I, I don't think even Gambia finishing first wouldn't wouldn't utterly shock me. You know. <laughs> okay. Well, a competitive uh, uh, Group C here, and uh, we will move on to Group D next, and hopefully uh, see as exciting a group there as we've seen here. Um, anything or more to add, or should we sign off, Connor? We'll sign off. I think this will be a great group, and I'm looking forward to it. We originally planned to tag on our past, present, and future plans for the media cast, but we have instead decided to put a link to that 10-minute video in the show notes. It covers what we're working on and what we plan to do over the next nine months. We would like to thank Pixabay and Alexei Ivanov of Mappa Music for the wonderful background music accompanying this media cast.